When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, A to Z Sports Live on a Wednesday. Glad to have everybody along. Going to have another great show today. The last several weeks of Titans Talk has been wild and fun and entertaining, and it will continue with Will Levis officially being named the Titans starting quarterback by head coach Mike Vrabel at his Tuesday press conference yesterday afternoon. So we'll hear from the head coach about what went into this decision, what this means for the football team, how excited everybody is, that Will Levis is being named the starter and that Mike Vrabel has stopped playing games with the fan base and with the media on who is and who isn't going to be the quarterback. Uh, We'll discuss all of that, what the Titans have ahead of them with Will Levis as the starting quarterback for the final nine games of this season. And then we'll discuss what this means for Ryan Tannehill at the second half of the show. But Levis takes the keys and then saying we will do our, our Wednesday sports trivia with our trivia grid. Uh, later on in the show, but welcome in. I know you're kind of battling through a cold a little bit here, uh, but you have not really talked about the Titans outside of Monday's, uh, you know, Titans did two segment. You've been, I feel like you've been more quiet than normal this week. I don't know. Maybe it's just a long time since the Steelers game on Friday, but it's been a bit, but Sam, hope you're doing well. Uh, we're going to have a good show today. Yeah. Mini by uh, fighting yeah. through the cold. Like you said, certain things, you know, I've, yeah, I, I would say I've been a little bit more quiet. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a good show. It's a good time to finally, you know, break the streak and talk some Titans here, because like you said, it's time. Will Levis is the starting quarterback. And what does that mean for the Titans moving forward? We can finally start looking ahead to the rest of the season with the idea Uh, that number eight is going to be the quarterback and what that means for the team. So a great conversation worth getting more people involved in. So if you're watching this morning, make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, hit the share button. If you're watching on YouTube, take the YouTube link. See, there we go. There's the voice. (laughs) Two minutes, five seconds. We're going to, we're going to power through it here though. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, take that YouTube link, send it to a group chat, find a Titans fan in your life or uh, repost us on X at ATOZ Sports, and share the show before we go here on a Wednesday morning. Yep, hit that like button, smash the like button. We need that because uh, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, those likes go a long way for us. But let's get it going officially. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports at A2ZSports.com. And we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping your information safe online and get a two-week 
free trial with our link only, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in the Middle Tennessee area and online at KrebsKubota.com, Murfreesboro, Columbia, and in Franklin. So, Sam, uh, let's discuss the Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel, finally doing what people thought he should have been doing over the last couple of press conferences, uh, but coming out and even before Teresa Walker got her first question and Mike Vrabel just goes in heads and, and unloads and says, well, we've got some. News. So let me just kind of clear up some things here going forward. Um, you know, Will's going to be our quarterback. You know, we're going to, we're going to go with Will. We think that's the best opportunity for our football team right now. And, um, you know, see where he's at. I think Ryan um, will progress through here this week, I, I think, and, and hopeful, uh, you know, to be a backup for us and prepare as a starter, but that's where we're at right now. And shared that with the team and, you know, had a conversation with everybody involved. So um, that's what that'll look like. There'll be some moving parts along the offensive line, you know, as we work our way through the week just with health. So won't be able to give you much insight there um, moving forward. How did Ryan take the news when you had the conversation? Well, again, I just um, – a lot of respect for Ryan uh, personally and professionally. You know, we've won a lot of football games here with Ryan and, and, and uh, you know, just was a professional. You know, certainly, uh, you know, disappointed. I'll keep that conversation between him and I and allow him to, to speak for himself. Levis, the starter moving forward for now. Uh, there was a little bit of couching in there, and then maybe Ryan Tannehill can work back to be the backup, but prepare as a starter uh, for the game on Sunday in Tampa against the Bucks. So, Sam, what was your initial takeaway from uh, Vrabel just coming out and not even starting with a question, but just, hey, let's get clear on this. We're going to go with Will Levis as a starting quarterback after all the crazy stuff that's happened the last you know three days. Uh, it's about time. Uh, I mean, and I uh, credit to Mike Vrabel for doing it when he did. Uh, I think there was an argument for like why he needed to wait as long as he did uh, to make this move, but it was time. It, it was time. And, and everybody saw it both with Will Levis's production with the way the Titan season was kind of spiraling under Ryan Tannehill's like being the quarterback that they needed a spark from somewhere and more than just a spark, they need to start thinking about the organization moving forward. Austin, I, I talked about it on my Titans at two show, but when I look at this, I look at where the Titans are in the AFC South right now. When I look at where they are in the AFC in general, sitting at 14th in the AFC, mm-hmm. your path forward to making the playoffs this year is an uphill one that you are going to have to climb. I don't think it's an impossible one. I don't think that this is an insurmountable feat for the Titans. And I certainly think Will Levis gives them a better chance of doing that now that he's the starting quarterback. But you also have to think about the future of your team and the future of the state of the Titans organization. And it benefits the Titans tremendously to give Will Levis more playing time, more experience, both to develop him to see exactly what he is like a, you, a guy like Mike Vrabel, right. Has been slightly less optimistic and, and, you know, all in on the performance of Levis, like a lot of media and, and fans have been, 
Well, now we're going to get to see and really see how Will Levis responds. You can no longer just point to it's been two games, which is what Vrabel has been doing to this point. Anytime he's been asked about Will's performance, right? We're going to get to see him for over half a season. We're going to get him get to see him start, provided he's healthy, 11 games this year, uh, yeah. which is a really good sample size for a rookie quarterback. It was time to make this move. Uh, this is best for the team now and in the future. And I think Titans fans can finally put the Ryan Tannehill era behind them in many ways. It was not fun having to look over your shoulder and be like, well, is Mike Vrabel still going to reverse Uno card on us and put 17 back at quarterback one? It, we're turning the page. It's fresh. Let's go Will Levis. That's where we're all at. Yeah, and so, Sam, I'm going to ask you the question that me and Zach talked about on Monday of do you think Mike Vrabel's criticism of Levis was fair or too critical? Because uh, I said fair. Zach answered it by saying Vrabel is being like the army dad that never tells his son I love you that just continues to put him through drills and bark at him until he is no longer tired or thirsty. Uh, I do side with Zach on that. Uh, I, and like, I, I get it. Right. Will Levis is a guy that like, he can take some tough love. He, he can take criticism. He's very, he's a perfectionist and demands a lot of himself. And so a coach who, you know, could watch him come off of a game and still criticize him. Like, I think that's good for him in many ways, but there was a level of like, come on, man, let's be honest about what we're watching here. Like, and, and, uh, you know, I saw the uh, I saw the clip of the show yesterday where Zach was talking about Vrabel being asked how Will Levis played in Pittsburgh and going like, eh, eh, eh. I mean, I've got, I've got. I mean, it. yeah, it's, go it's run just it. It's a great clip. How Will played last night. Again, when when we lose, no, nobody did a good enough job. I think there was some 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 good plays. I mean, I, I was in the front row for that, Austin. And I was like, did he really just go, hmm, when asked about Will Levis's play? It has gotten a bit extreme in my eyes of like not giving the rookie enough of his flowers uh, for what he has done. I, I don't know. I don't know if Rabel was reluctant to make this move, if this is really just like a tough guy act that he's putting out there when he's really pretty high on his performance. I don't know where he sits on it. All I know is I'm excited to watch Will Levis take over at quarterback. And I think this gives the Titans the best chance to win both now and in the future. And I think that's an important piece of this. It's not just, all right, Ryan, we're going to go to Will because Will was the 33rd pick in the draft and we have to start developing him for the future. I legitimately think Will Levis makes the Titans better on offense right now than they were with Ryan Tannehill for a number of reasons. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a good sign for the rest of this year. Yeah, for sure. So let's hear from Mike Vrabel on how Levis got the job. Tron Davenport asking, what did Will Levis do uh, to earn this opportunity? And so here was the head coach on Tuesday. So what was it that Will did to make you? Uh, uh, just, you know, where we're at right now, I think just, uh, you know, to just look, looking for something, and, and it was able, you know, again, I think that there's there's, there's clearly something there. You know, we want to be able to continue to to, to work with them and, and progress and develop and win, and, and that's how you get better. 
And you only you only get better by going out there and playing, especially uh, you know at that position. So this will be a huge test uh, for any quarterback going on the road uh, in Tampa with what they're able to do, how well they're coached uh, schematically, but also the the players that they have, the pressure packages. Um, the disguises that they're able to have and as many turnovers as they've been able to create. So I think this is a great response. Uh, and I think this is a very accurate sort of like, this is exactly what Mike Vrabel's mentality should be. But I do think it sums up the situation very well, where he says like, just where we're at both now and in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. And they need something. Uh, that is that spark that I talked about where the Titans were kind of sleepwalking with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. You threw Will Levis in there for that Falcons game in the Oilers uniforms, and Nissan Stadium was electrified. The Titans stayed, the Titans locker room was electrified, and there was this feeling of like, oh, yeah, we're back. Like, look, look at this. Oh, look at our offense under Will Levis. That didn't necessarily carry over to Thursday night. You lost a tough game against a tough uh, road opponent in Pittsburgh. But I think if you're Mike Vrabel right now, you know that you need a little bit more of a spark if you're going to win games this year. Will Levis gives you the best chance of doing that. And then as he said, right, like this is also about developing a young quarterback too for next season. And you can't do that with him inactive on game day like he was for the first seven games of the year or whatever. Like you you need yeah. to have this guy taking snaps in the huddle. Uh, and will it always be pretty? No, but Will Levis is definitely going to be better for it when next season rolls around. All right, Sam, so let's ask everybody in the comment section today. The Titans have nine games left this season. Will Levis is going to be the starter for now, is kind of what Mike Vrabel said. But what will the Titans' record be in these last nine games with Will Levis as the starting quarterback? What will the Titans' record be these last nine games uh, with Will Levis as the starting quarterback? Sam's throwing the, the schedule up there, obviously, at Tampa, at Jacksonville, two games on the road would be great to win them all. Uh, Carolina, one of the worst teams, the Colts, the Dolphins, Texans twice outside of the Seahawks and ending with the Jags. So how uh, many games, what will the Titans record be over the last nine games, assuming Will Levis does start all nine and stays healthy? So we'll get to all of your comments here in a second about the record over the last nine But first, I'll tell you guys about our great sponsor, Aura, who is doing a fantastic job in protecting my information online. Uh, I signed up with Aura uh, several months ago, over six months ago now, and they have kept me safe. They have kept data brokers out of my life uh, by protecting my information and stripping my information away from 30 data brokers that Aura identified who were profiting from selling that info to spammers and telemarketers and robocallers. And I don't get those things anymore. They also help uh, protect my passwords. So if I have a, a password that potentially gets leaked in a data breach, Aura lets me know with a with an app notification, hey, your such and such password might have been leaked. You should go change it. I say, okay, sweet, thanks. Go change it and move on with my life. Aura is fantastic with how many different features they have inside of one app to protect your information online. And you're going to get a two-week free trial, but only if you use our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. It's election year. It's going to get ramped up. You're going to get a bunch of texts and stuff that you don't want, right? Aura.com slash ATOZ, two-week free trial. Do it. Aura.com slash ATOZ. 
Today's show powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM in the BetMGM app and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. If you place your first wager with that bonus code, even if you lose, the money goes back into your account in the form of a bonus bet and you get a second chance to win big. That's the best way to do sports betting when you get two chances to win big. So do it with BetMGM and BetMGM.com and use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right. So make sure you like the show too. Big audience in here. We need more likes. Uh, we don't have <clears throat> nearly enough likes on both Facebook and YouTube. So we need more likes. So the question, Sam, I'm going to send you to the chat. Uh, what will the Titans win loss record be in the last nine games with Will Levis as the starting quarterback, starting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, on the road this upcoming Sunday? The Titans are 0-5 this season away from Nissan Stadium. They're 3-0 when they play at Nissan Stadium against the Chargers, the Bengals, and the Falcons. So, Sam, uh, we can leave that schedule up there. Uh, what, what are the people saying on the win-loss record here? Well, hey, first of all, I got to say, I, I need win-loss records of nine games. We we, we got a lot of Is season math the problem? Well, we, we got a lot of people doing like the season-long records, and oh, while okay. I appreciate that, I don't really feel like subtracting three and five from, yeah. uh, you know, everybody's record here. So try and give me one out of nine games. David says one in eight. Uh, Joe says Oof. five and four. We have six and three from Orlando, four and five from Darren. We have five and four from Richard, three and six, six and three, six and three, six and three, seven and two, four and five is fair, says Zombie Creed, like four and five, five and four, four and five, eight and one. Mr. Jones typical comes in at an 0 and 9. Jason says, Time out. Mr. Four. Jones needs to be addressed. <clears throat> Mr. Jones, I understand what that you are a massive Tennessee Vols fan. I absolutely understand that. But Mr. Jones, you have become nearly unbearable when it comes to your just inaccurate comments towards Will Levis. I did not think the Will Levis draft pick was smart. I have been proven wrong, Mr. Jones. You are currently being proven wrong and get your act together because I did see one of his comments earlier in the show. I thought about favoriting it for labor later, but I was like, you know what? I don't need to do it. But now that Mr. Jones has doubled down with another stupid comment as oh and nine earlier, Mr. Jones says what production throwing a game ceiling, losing interception, like any other quarterback wouldn't throw that similar interception with that game situation on the line from the 25 yard line with 11 seconds and you got to have a touchdown type spot, right? Like, dude, give it a break. Like stop being stubborn. Don't be the donkey over here. He hawing while everybody else is trying to have a quality conversation. That's all. Now uh, you can continue. Ditto. I agree. Um, you know, it's, we've been over it a couple times, but you know, Will Levis is going to have to, uh, Overcome a lot to prove a certain contingent of the Titans fan base wrong, or at least uh, earn their support because he's starting from well behind, uh, you know, a, a clean slate. So uh, other records, five and four, four and five, three and six, says Matt, five and four from Jared, four and five from Patrick, six and three, says Chris, four, four and one. Hello, ladies, throwing a tie in there. Absolutely love to see it. Uh, five yeah, and you four. Never know, man. Yeah, <laughs> five and four from Nick. Six and three from Justin. Five and four. Seven and two. Uh, Anthony says one and eight with the Panthers as the only victory. Six and three from Jetstream. Six and three. 
four and five, three and six, uh, you know, good variance. It feels like these four five win answers that you see pouring in right now are the most popular Austin. Did you, was this easy for you? Like did, did a number come to mind when you first looked at the schedule here? No, I, I mean, I, I, when you, right before we went live, you pulled up the schedule graphic. I got to figure out what my answer is like, oh yeah, I should probably do that too. <laughs> so, so I, I quickly ran through it. I do it kind of how I felt my, my NCAA tournament bracket. You just go with your gut, right? You just, yeah, you know, what, what's your instinct, right? And so I said, went over the Bucks, lost to the Jags, beat the Panthers, beat the Colts, lose the Dolphins, split with the Texans, split Seahawks, Jags. So I came up with five and four. I think. Five and four is the record there with the Tennessee Titans at the end of this season. I think, you know, if you can win three out of the next four, uh, you know, the, the Dolphins thing is interesting. The Dolphins have not beaten a team with a, a winning record yet. So if the Tennessee Titans can get themselves above 500 by the time they go to Miami, then hey, maybe you give yourself a chance to keep that streak going for Miami. But I said five and four. If you can, uh, I mean, if you can beat the Bucs, everything has to start with a win over Tampa. They are beatable. They have a terrible pass defense. Uh, and, uh, you know, CJ Shroud just lit them up. So if you can beat the Bucs, then I, I think you can go into Jacksonville with confidence that you can win that game too. Uh, but I said five and four uh, for my official answer, which would put the Titans at a very uh, underwhelming eight and nine, eight and nine season. But, that's an eight, nine season with your rookie quarterback going six and five. Yeah. And now, you know, you don't need a quarterback six and, and five so, without a playoff roster around. Right. Like, and so yeah. you're sitting here going like, okay, you're eight, and nine, and you're picking 16th overall in the draft, but that's probably fine because you don't need, like you don't have to have, you would love to have, but you don't necessarily need a, player that's a high level blue chip top 10 draft pick if you can win enough games with levis so i have five and Um, four which would create eight nine i actually came up with five and four as well um because i agree with you in the sense of like i look at the next four uh i think there could be three wins in this next four i think there there, there must be honestly there must be three wins and i think they're there will be. Yeah, I don't know if it's bad for me to go out and predict that. I know I've been like the the chronic optimist here of like the Titans media core and, uh, you know, show hosts here. But, you know, I, I, I think they beat Tampa. And the main thing is what you said. That pass defense, I am baffled. I, I, have, I have a lot of friends that are Buccaneers fans. And I speak with them on a, a weekly basis about how awful their past <laughs> defense is. They're like, why can we not play quarters without giving up, you know, like 30 yard gains down the field. It's yeah. hilarious. Uh, I don't think they beat Jacksonville. I think uh, Carolina is a, a game they're going to win. I think Indianapolis is, is a game they're going to win. They won't lose to Indy three times or uh, twice in the season, especially not at home. The most important game of the season, Austin is Week 16 against Seattle. Okay. Uh, and the reason that that game is the most important game of the season is if I think there's, I think they're going to win that second game with Jacksonville. And the reason why is I think Jacksonville is going to be in a position that they don't play any of their starters. Uh, they're probably going to run away with the AFC South and probably not be good enough to 
they're not going to be in number one seed. Get contained. the number one seed in the AFC. And so I think that they're probably in a spot that the Jags could lay down for you in week 18. I think could the Jags could the Jags have the two seed locked up by week 18? Uh, certainly. I, I certainly think that that's a possibility. In fact, I think it's like kind of a realistic possibility that they're not really playing for anything come week 18. So you take three of the next four. You sit at six and six. I think you'll lose to Miami because it's Miami and this defense is going to have a problem with Miami. Uh, but I think you beat the Texans at home. I think you can beat them in Nissan Stadium more likely to do that than you are to beat them uh, at NRG Stadium in Houston. You might be sitting at seven and seven with the Seahawks coming to Nashville. And that is the game that swings whether or not you're playing for something at the end of the year there against Jacksonville. Because if you're eight and eight for that Jacksonville game, you might have a possibility, and we've been over the tiebreaker scenarios a few times on this show, to win a tiebreaker, get into the playoffs, uh, and, and see that Seattle game is when I really think this season is going to come down to if the Titans want want to have playoff hopes. Now, I still think this is like a big uphill battle to get there. You're talking about them winning four of their next six games, beating a guy in CJ Stroud who has looked amazing thus far, um, even with a not very talented roster around him and getting three of the next four. Like your margin for error is now zero. Um, but I would keep my eye on that Seattle game right now as a big turning point to potentially Decide, Art, are you going to be a 7-8 win team that's just like, hey, optimistic for next year? Or do you have the ability to potentially sneak in with Will Levis as your quarterback? And so, Sam, if you remember, I don't know which pregame or postgame show I said it uh, around the Steelers game, that I, I've, I saw when the schedule came out in May, oh, at Pittsburgh on primetime, that's probably a loss, right? Yeah. But when I saw Seattle traveling to Nashville – Noon kickoff. So West Coast to Nashville, noon kickoff. That's 10 a.m. Seattle time. Yeah. On Christmas Eve. That is the Christmas I, Eve game, isn't I it? I thought, yeah. oh, the Titans can beat the Seahawks, who could be a better team than the Titans. And so those are kind of how the schedule quirks fall. And I was like, okay, negative for going at Pittsburgh on primetime, positive for getting Seattle on Christmas Eve, noon kickoff that late in the year. So uh, I do find that interesting as well. Uh, so we're asking, uh, and look, yes, well, Seattle is a, it, go ahead. Well, yeah, it's funny. Cause right. Darren comes in and yeah. says they're a decent team. Scott says they're very beatable. I think both are true. Cause yeah, this is a very decent good, teams are beatable. in the NFL. Well, they're a very, I think they're a good team. Like they're a very solid team. I think they're actually very underrated, but they've also had the tendency here to put up a few stinkers, like just kind of not be competitive in games where they, they lost to the Rams. They got absolutely blown out and embarrassed by the Baltimore Ravens, a team the Titans played much more competitive than the Seahawks did. Uh, so they're a very good team. I, I think they're really underrated. Uh, and I will probably make the playoffs in the NFC because the NFC is pretty weak. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if making that trip on Christmas Eve, like you said, how you detailed it, results in, the Seahawks coming out and not playing their best football. All right. So we got a super chat that basically turns our conversation into like, what is the Titan ceiling? Like if Sam, you and I both think five and four is the likely record the last nine weeks with Levis at quarterback, 
what's the ceiling? So I'll get to that super chat. It's a good conversation that we'll get to. But first, Sam, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility located out in Franklin to assist in your recovery. So don't fumble on your recovery. Go to boneandjointtn.org and schedule an appointment with them. Visit that facility where everything is all under one roof, from clinic to rehab to surgery, imaging, and testing. You don't have to drive all over Middle Tennessee to hit your different appointments. You just go to the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin. It's a one-stop shop. You can get everything done all in one spot. Uh, with good, reliable care from the best doctors in the area. So boneandjointtn.org. That's where you go to schedule an appointment with the Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Now, Sam, I told you before the show, my back's giving me a problem. I need to go see uh, see you my friends. Go, at the, yeah. I, gotta, I might have to set something up if this doesn't you know, cooperate later this week. All right, but also BetMGM, you can always win big with our Bonus code bet with BetMGM. That's ATOZ Sports. ATOZ Sports. When you sign up with the uh, BetMGM app, you get up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets uh, if uh, with your first bet. So go big with that first bet, uh, and you can do that with code ATOZ Sports. But also the NBA is back into action, and you can get NBA par- uh, get parlay insurance with what you want to do with the NBA. So you simply log in to your uh, BetMGM app, and you can get bonus bets up to $25 with any NBA game parlay right there with the BetMGM app. So visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, a new customer offer and existing customer offer. Tennessee only. Uh, also, uh, first online money wager only. Or is issued a knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game, sport called Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. So uh, back to the super chat that I wanted to get to talking about, you know, me and Sam both said five and four record for the Titans with Will Levis as the starter. Brandon has a super chat. We've got a couple super chats to get to. Brandon says, indulge me just a bit. What if, if the Titans beat the Jags in both appearances along with the other AFC rivals? So it kind of leads to what's the ceiling here, right? Because if you beat the Bucks, I think you can go into Jacksonville with confidence to beat the Jags. Like you can play them well if you want and, and, you know, find a way to win. And now all of a sudden you're five and five hosting the Carolina Panthers with a chance to get the six and five. Then you host the Colts who are probably struggling still with a chance to get the seven and five. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you win the next four, you're seven and five. Yeah. yeah. But, but again, like that's, I think that's what Brandon is saying is that in this schedule, you beat the Bucks, and all of a sudden you have an opportunity that opens up. You beat the Jags, and now you probably have the two easiest games on the schedule back to back in Panthers Colts, both of them being at home. Yeah. So in that situation, I don't look how likely is that? Probably not super likely that this team can win four games in a row when they haven't been able to win two in a row. But hey, the Jags got hot last year at this point it, with a, a young quarterback gaining confidence <clears throat> in Lawrence. And the defense can get its act together and be what we thought they could be. Like, it's not likely, but I agree with T. Shannon. The next two games or make or break. If you win both, then 
You got something. Uh, so the question, I guess, that we were talking about is what is their ceiling? I'm going to be honest. I don't see a world where the Titans beat the Jags in Jacksonville. Uh, I would have a really hard time seeing that happen. So I, I think when you talk about the ceiling of this team, um, right, I, I look at, let's pull the schedule up again. Like I think Tampa, if you're talking ceiling, that's a win. I still think you lose to the Jags in Jacksonville. Uh, Carolina, Indianapolis, a win. Uh, I don't see, I have a hard time seeing a world where you beat Miami in prime time with what that offense is, unless, right, like Tua goes down uh, and you're dealing with a backup quarterback or whatever the situation is, I have a hard time seeing the Titans hanging with the Dolphins as well. So the absolute ceiling, I think, is 7-2 and two the rest of the way and 10-7. and seven. I think a realistic ceiling would be nine and eight going six and three the rest of the way. That's if a lot of these things go well and you're able to win a game against Jacksonville, you beat Seattle, you split with the Texans and then you win the games you're supposed to win. So that would be a split with Jacksonville split with Houston. Uh, You lose to Miami, you beat everybody else that puts you at nine and eight, probably sneaks you into the playoffs at the back end of the AFC playoff picture. Um, And what can you do at that point, right? Can you, so like maybe the, the peak is winning one playoff game as an underdog and whatever. I I, I don't know, but I I have a really hard time seeing them beating Jacksonville on the road. Like you said, Austin, like, is it possible? Sure. You have to look at the schedule and say, there's a lot of winnable games left on the schedule, but I also have to look at the Titans team that I've covered for the past calendar year at this point that is yet to win back-to-back football games uh and that is three and 12 in their last 15 Mm -hmm. and I have to say the chances of them going on a run where they string four to five wins together knowing that they are banged up injuries or or pop like piling up now it's just it's really unlikely i have a okay. hard time seeing that scenario is realistic so, oh look, i'm gonna, i'm gonna play devil's advocate from what you're saying and gonna go more towards uh i accidentally moved the the comment the super chat that kind of got us going here uh ontario uh says sam you sound like the people that said the titans couldn't beat the rams two years ago on sunday night football the, the week after derrick henry broke his foot but that was a different Titans team. Yeah. But, I mean, but I, still, like, what, what happened in that game where the Titans were able to win is David Long got a turnover on the one-yard line. They punched it in Adrian Peterson touchdown, right? Throwback to that. Then you have, um, uh, you know, Kevin Byard's pick six. All of a sudden, it's like 21 nothing, and the Titans just run the ball ineffectively, but effectively enough to just slaughter the Rams. And Jeff Simmons had a big night with three sacks and everything else there. So, uh so Keith Shannon Keith, says same. You said the same thing about Jacksonville last year. Yeah, they didn't I, beat I know, Jacksonville last year. Said. Well, they didn't beat Jacksonville last year. So I'm I'm trying to figure out what that comment means. Yeah, like I don't. They didn't. Either. I said the same thing. They didn't beat them. So you know so, it was true last year. I'm gonna I want to go to the Jags schedule real quick because I mentioned I want to play devil's advocate. So the Jags are on a five game winning streak, right? They're six and two. They beat the Colts in week one, lost to the Chiefs. Then they lost to the Texans. Remember, they gave up 37 points against the Texans at home in week three. Since then, they've won five in a row. The teams they've beat are the Falcons, the Bills, the Sleepy Bills in London. Remember, the Sleepy Bills in London. 
They beat the Colts with Gardner Minshew. They beat the Saints and they beat the Steelers. So, like, the Jags are 6-2, and two, but, like, the Saints, the Colts, the Steelers, the Falcons, we've seen those teams play the Titans. And we've seen the Titans and Ryan Tannehill lose that game against the Saints when they should have won the game. We know that. We have saw the Steelers thing, and that being primetime makes it different. We know what happened against the Colts. They just could not stop Zach Moss for whatever reason. And the Titans lost those games by one score. And the Jags, you know, they won those games, some of them by two scores, some of them by one scores, one score. But, like, it's not like the Jags are putting together, like, the ultimate resume. The best team they've beaten is the Bills, who are five and four. Yeah. And now they play the Niners on Sunday, who are on a three-game game Are the Niners going to lose four in a row? I don't don't know. I didn't think they would lose two in a row. For sure. But now Niners are coming off a bye week. And the the Niners, I don't think, are losing four in a row. I think think the Niners can beat the Jags on Sunday. And can can the Niners lose four in a row and the Jags win six in a row? Those are two things that usually don't happen with playoff teams in the NFL of streaks like that. So something's going to give. Now, if the Titans beat the Bucks, you're right there, right? The the Jags are six and three. The Titans are four and five. And you play each other the next week where you can even close that gap even more. So, like, it looks and feels like you're climbing a cliff. But a win in Tampa and a Niners win versus the Jags you're kind of right back in this thing. Yeah, there, you could still absolutely get back in this thing. I just, I, I don't know. I want to, I want to like base my expectations. I've been, this has been something that's gotten me in, in trouble before. It, it is basing my expectations on what the Titans are going to do based off of my opinion of the opponent of being like, oh, well, that's not a very good team. Like it's a winnable game. And I, sometimes I need to be like, well, yeah, but are the Titans a good team relative to that team? Like, what are the Titans going to do? Are they going to be able to protect their quarterback? I saw somebody else point out in the comments, like, hey, what what does this defense look like? The Titans defense has been awful. And, and like, uh, if Travis Etienne is healthy and Trevor Lawrence is at quarterback and they've got all those weapons down the field, is there a world that I see the Titans actually getting after Trevor Lawrence and making that a game that they don't get, like, diced up uh, as a defense and at home yes on the road I I just I still have a tough time it it, it will all very much depend I, like I'm probably going to absolutely change my tune on this uh, if they come out and look awesome against the Bucks and you're rolling four and five and like you said you've got that momentum going into Jacksonville um I just think the Jags are a better team and we've seen it for the last you know year and a half now the Jags are a better football team and so uh, I think the Titans still have a possibility for the season not to be over. I think the idea that they could realistically catch up to the Jags, beat the Jags multiple times is a bit of a, you know, a pipe dream for Titans fans right now. All right. So uh, I'm going to get some more super chats here in a second, but I, I did want to bring this up. The Jags only have 18 offensive touchdowns. Now it's not like they're, scoring a bunch of points either like the titans only have 13 offensive touchdowns but we all think the titans you know offense is like one of the most dreadful offenses in the league and they can't 
you know, score in the red zone. But the Jags, only, like Trevor Lawrence, just nine touchdowns of four picks in eight games. Yeah, like, they've, run the like, ball, they've run the ball really well, though. Yeah, Travis Etienne, they've run the ball really well. Travis Etienne's averaging 3.9 yards a carry. Derrick really? Henry's averaging 4.4 yards. No, I would have expected that number to be way higher. But it's not. And so, like, again, like, they're playing the Falcons. They're playing the Colts, uh, the, the Bills in London, Sleepy Bills. And, you know, they beat up on the Steelers when Kenny Pickett got hurt, right? Trubisky came in. So there's a lot of things that you look at and you're like, okay, that's interesting. That game's not lose. It's not a loss for the Tennessee Titans. Again, like we've said several times, both of us and you guys in the chat too, beat the Bucks, see if the Niners can beat the Jags. And all of a sudden that game in Jacksonville in week 11 is kind of big. Yeah. And I mean, I, I will say like coming into the year, my one concern about the Jags was how difficult their schedule was going to be. Um, and you are going to start to see it here over the next six weeks or so, them really be tested and figure out what they are in the AFC. You mentioned the 49ers coming up this next week. Well, it's, it's a game with the Titans. It's CJ Stroud and the Texans. Then it's the Bengals, the Browns, and the Ravens. Three really good AFC North teams that are you know fighting for those playoff spots. The Browns have a great defense. Uh, the Bengals look like an absolute wagon right now, and the Ravens yeah. like, seem to yeah. be the best team in, in football. Like the Ravens are getting hotter and hotter as we go. So yeah, as far as the strength of schedule is concerned for Jacksonville, it seems very backloaded when you look at it in hindsight and look at some of the teams they've beaten and then who's still on the schedule. Uh, so sure, why not? Hey, wait, I'm all for positive vibes. I am trying to be a little bit realistic. I'm trying to temper my expectations as well as the chats here, but I would much rather have this level of optimism than have the level of pessimism we had going into that Falcons game where people were like, nah, who cares? We're done. Uh, but that's the Will Levis effect, I guess. It is. All right. More super chats coming up here in a second. But first, Krebs Kubota uh, is your preferred equipment provider in Middle Tennessee. They have three amazing locations across the Mid-State, Murfreesboro, Columbia, and Franklin. They are an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment in the industry and the best warranties in the industry as well with that equipment. And Krebs Kubota, family-owned and operated, they've been doing it for 18 years and have expanded their business because of how they treat their customers and their build their relationships with you. The holiday season is approaching. It's always a great time to get that new piece of equipment, that bright orange Kubota equipment with a big red bow under the tree or in the driveway, whatever it might be for the holidays. Uh, so that's coming up there. A lot of great deals for you at KrebsKubota.com. And also, if you don't, don't need to buy the equipment, no problem. You can rent it at Krebs Kubota for that weekend project, whatever it might be around your property. They can help you out and make it happen for you. Again, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Their website, KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM. Get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Whatever that amount is, you place your first wager in. You get that money back in your account in the form of a bonus bet. With BetMGM, if you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports, that's a second chance to win big on NFL, on college football, or on college basketball. We are back. With college basketball, uh, the Illini are rolling, by the way. Uh, so place those bets uh, with the bonus code ATOZ Sports on the King of Sportsbooks, BetMGM, and BetMGM.com. 
All right, so I want to get to some super chats because we've got some about like how Mike Vrabel made the converse made the the decision to make Will Levis a starting quarterback. So let's replay the clip from Vrabel when he was asked, like, what did Will Levis do to get this opportunity and win the job right now for the Titans? What is it that Will did to make you? Uh, you know, uh, just you know where we're at right now. I think just uh, you know just just look, looking for something and and it was able. You know, again, I think that there's. There's there's clearly something there, you know. We want to be able to continue to to, to work with them and, and progress and develop and win, and, and that's how you get better. You, know, you only you only get better by going out there and playing, especially uh, you know at that position. So this will be a huge test uh, for any quarterback going on the road uh, in Tampa with what they're able to do, how well they're coached uh, schematically, but also the the players that they have, the pressure packages. Um, the disguises that they're able to have and as many turnovers as they've been able to create. So there's Mike Vrabel on uh, how and why, what Will Levis did. And I thought the most intriguing aspect of his answer, Sam, was when he goes, there's clearly something there. And then looked at Tehran and kind of like moved his eyebrows a little bit. Like there's clearly something there, you know? He gave his little Robert De Niro face. And I thought, okay. That, like, body language and there's clearly something there, I think is a lot bigger than what it sounds like when you just hear it. Do you agree? What do you mean by that? I When, when Mike Vrabel says, there's clearly something there, but then he adds the little body language motion, I think, oh, he's like, yeah. I think that was Run it a back big... one more time. I haven't seen that. I want to see the look you're talking about. Real All right. Quick. It's when he, after he says, there's clearly something there. He looks to Tehran who asked the question and goes with his little Robert De Niro face. So what is it that Will did to make you? Uh, uh, just, you know, where we're at right now, I think just, uh, you know, just, just look, looking for something. And, and it was able, you know, again, I think that there's, there's, there's clearly something there. You know, we want to be able to continue to, to, to. Yeah, his little, like, little nod. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this goes back to the conversation we had earlier about, like, is this some tough love from from Mike Vrabel? I, I think this is a, a, maybe a little bit of him just being, like, having his criticisms of how he's played, being like, I don't like that decision. Don't love that. And yet like the results say your offense has been like pretty good and looked pretty good. He's like, there's something there. Like he's doing something right. Uh, And so uh, I don't, that might be Mike Vrabel, not really having an explanation exactly for what all Will Levis is doing. That provides the Titans with a spark because he does have some criticisms of uh, his decision-making and things like that. But, uh, you know, you have to acknowledge the fact that, well, the guy threw four touchdowns. So obviously something is going well. Yeah. There's something there. Right. And, you know, and he followed up and continued to say the only way to continue to develop it is to get out there and play. That's how you get better. Connor says, uh, the media was asking questions to set Vrabel up to compliment Levis. He didn't praise him one time. Why won't he publicly give him props? It's odd. And like, that is true. Like, you guys as a media core over the last two games and all the different press conferences have 
have kind of like up on a platter. Hey, Mike, tell us some things that Will did really well. And then it's like, well, you know, you can't throw into cover. Well, two he commanded the huddle really well. Yeah. Like he, he had great operations at the line of scrimmage. It's right. like, well, what about the four touchdown passes that he threw over the top of the defense? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would just say great, great poise to, to really go out and command our operation. It's like, which like say something about the arm talent, say something about the, the, he, the and he balls. was not going to give you the clip. He was not going to get, cause he knows, and this is what I think. He knows that whenever, if he answers like Derek Henry answers, like, Oh, he out there balling. Wasn't he? He knows that NFL network, ESPN, Fox sports one, all of these national t- shows are going to clip that five seconds of Derek Henry going, he out there balling, isn't he? And yeah. Mike Vrabel didn't want any part of that. And so Andre says waiting this long doesn't deserve credit. Uh, he created unnecessary drama, just like he doesn't have the sense to play Raidens while the others suck. The Dylan Raidens topic is a different conversation, but you know, I I mean I do agree with Andre in the sense that like Will Levis, they had him inactive for what reason? I don't I don't know. Like Mike Vrabel would tell you. Oh, well, we didn't feel like he was ready to play in the games because he missed preseason time, missed training camp time. Titans players would tell you, like, we've seen a lot of this in practice. We've seen him going deep in practice and on scout team and seen the arm talent, like, known what he was capable of. So I absolutely think there's a question of, like, why the heck did the coaching staff not see what Will Levis could do? Were they blind to it? Did they know about it and they were just too stubborn because of a loyalty to Ryan Tannehill? Like what took so long that number one, it took him seven weeks or whatever it was to even be active on game day. And then number two, that through like two starts and all of this positive publicity that you still had to wait till the very last moment to be like, okay, he's our starter. Fine. I I do think there's some criticism that can, that can go on on the Titans coaching staff that way. It's like, and as we talk about the rest of this team or the rest, the rest of the season for this team, if you look at, you know, what is the Titans ceiling with Will Levis? If they do end up winning some games down the stretch here and having a relatively positive end of the season, it's going to be hard not to be like, well, where the hell was that through the first six games? Where was the, like, why didn't you play this guy? Uh, I think those are I, I valid think questions. I think it's very simple though. And you go back to how the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel handled Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill. There's a lot of similarities there. Marcus Mariota was in the fifth year option of his, of his rookie contract. So he was making $21 million of cash in 2019. Ryan Tannehill was being paid by the Dolphins, but playing for the Titans. And Tannehill was the backup. In training camp, you saw hey, Tannehill can fling it. Like he looks healthy. He looks rejuvenated, right? But they're going to give Marcus Mariota every opportunity because he was the second overall pick. He's making fifth year option money. And there's no reason yet to pull him yeah. until there was. And with Ryan Tannehill going into this season, He's making $27 million in cash. He's $36 million against the cap. It's run it back. Derek Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Chig second year, Burke second year. There's a lot of this, like 
there's no reason to take him off until there sure. is. And with hold on, and and then with Levis, like why did it take seven weeks to make him the backup? Because he got hurt in the mm. middle of August. So and I so, saw I saw somebody make that comment. I talked to Will Levis week one. He wasn't hurt anymore. I, I know that he wasn't, but he missed his opportunity to win the backup job. By getting hurt, the best ability is availability. And when you're unavailable, you can't win jobs. Did Malik Willis win that job? No, no. Will Will Levis lost it by being unavailable. That's I, that's as easy as it gets. And I mean, so, but it, once he's available throughout practice weeks, once he's lighting it up on scout team, like what? But there was no, and there was no reason, there was no event that the Tennessee Titans can justify. Whooping Malik and Levis. Sure, there is. Malik's bad. Will is good. There's that's like, it's a public protection, though. That is my point. Like, the same public protection might have cost you a football game when Malik is the one forced to go in there and back up Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Again, I, but it's that's they want to make sure that they don't lose Malik completely. And it's, it's very similar to how Vrabel handled Tannehill and Mariota. In, in how he's handled Tannehill, Malik, and Levis. There had to be two events to happen for Levis to be number one. True. I, I mean, yeah. Because true. of the it's injury, just, right? It's the, the injury but the in injury, August. I don't that, know about I think that's... If, if Will Levis does not get hurt in August in Minnesota joint practices, he I feel confident that he beats out Malik for the second quarterback job. He was uh, already on the path to doing that, and then he couldn't practice for a week and a half, and he couldn't play in preseason games. I understand that he missed that time, but he was healthy week one of the regular season. Like, Will, I spoke to Will Levis in the locker room was like, hey, how are we feeling? It was not injury-related. He felt fine. He was full go. He, But you're also rewarding Malik for doing the preparation and being available to be the backup. Like that's maybe, just what it so is Maybe for like the first week or whatever. But why does it take two months to get him active on game day? Because there was no evidence to, sh- to make the change. Otherwise, according to the Titans players, there is evidence. <clears throat> look, I, look, yeah. But again, the, I just know how they're going to work. They're not going to make a decision until they, when they I understand. I, I get that. I understand that that's like the thought process. I think it's a, you disagree. Flawed, I think it's a flawed thought process. I think, you know, you, if you had plenty of reason to believe Will was going to be good in a real game, which Titans players did by what they saw from him on scout team and practice, uh, I don't see why that wasn't enough to be like, hey, maybe this guy should be active on game day. He gives us a better chance to win. But so. it, and, and that did not occur until Tannehill got hurt. Ryan Tannehill hurting his ankle created all of this. If Ryan Tannehill did not get hurt, in the second half in London, Ryan Tannehill would have been the start of the last two weeks. True. I yeah. agree with that, which shows, again, flawed thought process because this is what Will Levis is doing now. I mean, but Marcus Mariota was the starter. Just because you looked, don't have a reason to make a no, change. But, that's, but like, that's what they did in 2019 is that they had, they waited until, in 2019 and they probably win more games if Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback sooner. 
Like, yeah, but it, there's a, there's like the level of investment that goes into it as well, right? It's the level of investment. And, and again, let's play this from Mike Vrabel on Mike Vrabel being asked, how did Ryan Tannehill handle the news? How did Ryan take the news when you had the conversation? Well, again, I just a um, lot of respect for Ryan uh, personally, uh, professionally. You know, we've won a lot of football games here with Ryan and, and, and uh, you know, just was a professional, you know, certainly uh, you know, disappointed. I'll keep that conversation between him and I and allow him to, to speak for himself. There, there is a level of respect and affinity that Mike Vrabel has for Ryan Tannehill, and it's probably a two-way street. So that's where I believe that Ryan Tannehill was going to get the opportunity to start until he was physically not able to. And then since the injury and hell, even the way Mike Vrabel said Levis is the starter, he had some like some hedges on his work. So let me just kind of clear up some things here going forward. Um, you know, Will's going to be our quarterback. You know, we're going to, we're going to go with Will. We think that's the best opportunity for our football team right now. And, um, you know, see where he's at. I think Ryan, um, will progress through here this week, I, I think, and and hopeful, uh, you know, to be a backup for us and prepare as a starter. But that's where we're at right now, and shared that with the team. And we're at right now twice, and that Ryan Tannehill, I think, will be healthy enough to be a start a backup. Like there's like Tannehill's still not healthy enough to be the starter. So that's where I believe they're at right now. Is that you know it. It's still a lot of couching on Tannehill being around later in the season. Yeah, I mean, he's your insurance policy at this point where uh, if something were to happen to Will Levis, if things for whatever reason turn horribly on their head and start playing really bad, uh, you reserve the right to potentially play Ryan later. I'm not sure you would ever do that because I think of Will as – is bad enough to get you to that point, you're probably losing games. And at that point, like what's the point of playing Ryan Tannehill anyway? Um, I like fundamentally, I said, like, like I said, like uh, <clears throat> week 11, if the Titans are out of it by the time they play at Jacksonville week 11, I think healthy Tannehill or not, it's time to move on to somebody else. It happened three weeks earlier, four weeks earlier because of the injury. Yeah. Uh, I've, Fundamentally disagree with the chat on a lot of this stuff. Uh, I don't have the voice in me to, you know, to fight him too much about it. Uh, it's not a matter of me not being here in 2019. It's not a matter of anything. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't know. I think the chat's a little bit misguided in their, in their opinion here. If you, if, you, if you don't believe scout team and practice is enough to like show somebody that you can play, uh, I think you don't understand what an NFL practice entails and what NFL scout team entails because uh, missing those reps or m missing in-game reps is not like a deciding factor about whether or not a quarterback can play. And so somebody says, well, he has to earn it. You are able to earn things in practice, by the way, just in case anybody was curious about how that And, and he did, right? And his practice earned him the start. Remember, Ryan Tannehill has started six games. Levis has started two Malik has started zero. So as soon as there was a change at the starter, it was Levis, not Malik. It's not like they went Malik gap and then Levis. So they did. So the, clearly they saw enough in those scout teams to make him a starter. When Tannehill went down, it was just, there was no purpose or anything that they could just, they could not publicly justify 
the move to make yes, Will Levis two like, and you Malik can Lee. like I, I, it's 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 soft. It's it's just softness of being like, <laughs> oh, we have to protect Malik's feelings. We have to make sure he doesn't feel bad about himself publicly because we we yeah, make but you, third you but Sam, you have to treat quarterbacks like that. You do no, have you to. No, not when yes, like it comes down to like a, a potential game that you've invested in Will Levis. You've invested in Will Levis. He is your guy. It's not a secret. It wasn't a secret coming into the year. He was your guy over Malik. And so, like, not making the move that's right for the football team, which is Will Levis being the backup earlier, being active on game day, and potentially getting opportunities in games. Not doing that earlier, which would have been better for your team in the name of, well, how do we justify this publicly to protect Malik's feelings? It is soft. It's no, dumb. But, uh, but it's something to work. But Kano was healthy, and there was no signs that he wouldn't be healthy until he got rolled up on in, in, in a spot. And it's not about Tannehill being healthy or not healthy. It's about which backup quarterback gave you the best chance to win. Right. Should you need them, and which young quarterback had the better chance of being your guy moving forward? So uh, let's 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 move forward because um, I, I think we're spinning our wheels just like the Patriots organization that me and Zach talked about yesterday. All right, so. Uh, I have a super chat, a comment from a pessimistic person who is trying to change his ways. So we're going to get to that uh, here in a second. But first, Farm Bureau Health Plans uh, can help you out with your health coverage and make sure that you have the right health plan for you. A lot of times we just forget about our health plans and they're an autopilot. You pay them. You don't think about the coverage until you need it. And then you look at, God, I'm paying a lot for this health coverage and it's really not that great. Well, Farm Bureau Health Plans can change that for you. Uh, we're about to enter the open enrollment season for a lot of you guys out there. And Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you get right with your health plan instead of doing what you have been doing and get it out of autopilot for a second and then let Farm Bureau Health Plans take over. It's so easy. A health assessment is how you get started. Their website's easy to navigate, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. They have 200 plus locations across the entire state. They've served Tennesseans for over 75 years and truly know how to help you out. They're great partners of the Tennessee Titans, also Tennessee Vols, and a lot of high schools are out across the state as well. Farm your health plans. Get started with at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. You can get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's a second chance to win big up to $1,500. Whatever that amount is, you place your first bet under. You can get that back in the form of a bonus bet when you sign up with BetMGM and the bonus code ATOZ Sports. The king of sports books for a reason, two chances to win big. That's the best way to do sports betting at BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right, so let's see. We got somebody who's typically pessimistic that is being optimistic in the chat. Kane, super chat. Here we are. I hope the organization doesn't ruin Levis like they did Mariota. I'll buy in. I'm trying to be optimistic. Let's go. There you go, Kane. Just try to think positive until you don't have to anymore. Let's like, go. There's no reason to be negative. Let's try to be excited. There is a new era of explosive offense for Titans football with behind the jacked biceps of Will Levis. And Kane is trying to be optimistic. You know what? Did, did the Tennessee Titans ruin Marcus Mariota? I don't want to dive too deep into that, but no, I, I don't think they I don't think did. So. I think Marcus Mariota had a brutal leg injury and was never the same after that. And you know, he couldn't stay healthy, and that wasn't the organization's fault overall. Hey, you know um, so, what? I got I gotta say the Titans might be able to beat uh Jacksonville in Jacksonville. 
Uh, I might have to, but if Will Levis and the Titans can convert Kane, they're capable of anything. So we oh, are, we're, uh, okay. we're riding high right now. There you go. Uh, Mike Sanders jumps in and says, best thing the Titans can do is keep Tannehill as a QB two and sign him for two years and really let Levis get that in-game development. Like I, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think Ryan Tannehill that. would want to do that. I think Ryan Tannehill, look, there's a lot of teams right now who are, uh, you know, hurting at quarterback that Ryan Tannehill would be an, as an upgrade for. So he will go somewhere else to try to get a starting spot and more money than what the Titans will be willing to pay him yeah, uh, as he's, a backup. He's going to go do an Andy Dalton where he goes to a spot where he's probably a backup with an opportunity to play uh, if needed uh, or at least compete for a job um, with. He'll probably sign with a team that will likely draft the quarterback and then I'm, Tannehill might start the first month and then the backup comes in or draft the quarterback, team. not in the first round, like not like a blue chip quarterback, right? Yeah. Like a team that drafts that round two, round three quarterback that they're like, Hey, maybe. And they might just have a year of bridge where it's like Tannehill versus, you know, I mean, Desmond Ritter. what the hell are the Falcons going to be bingo like Falcons, right? right. Uh, great example. Uh, Danny comes in with a super chat based off of something I said, you know, 30 minutes ago at this point, Titans need that high level blue chip draft pick on the offensive line ASAP. And so I, I mentioned that, you know, in our, when Sam and I both thought that Levis can take the Titans to five and four, the last nine games that would put the Titans at eight, and nine, which would have them being picked middle of the draft, you know, I said they don't need – it's not a must-have for a blue-chip prospect because you figured it out that your quarterback's got something. But, uh, you know, you want the best type of player. And so I get what Danny's saying. And, yes, they need a blue-chip uh, prospect on the offensive line, but not to kind of ruin my uh, half-baked offseason well, plan. You've got $90 million of cap that you need to spend. And I think you could do that with veteran O-linemen who can help quicker than a rookie O-lineman. Yeah, I mean, we did a uh, – or I guess we're working on it right now. It hasn't come out just yet. A to Z Sports is doing a company-wide NFL mock draft. Uh, I was in the position to draft for the Tennessee Titans. I will tell you, I did not draft an offensive lineman. And, and oh. it was for – it's all situational for me. It, it depends on where you're picking – I was in a spot looking at the draft board and looking at my best players available. I would have had to go very far down my draft board to pick an offensive lineman. Instead, I took who I believe to be the best player available at a position of need for the Titans. Oh, tease, uh, so, tease, tease, tease. Yeah, good tease, but it was not an O-lineman. And, and I think that explains situation this team is in where they have quite a few needs. So Yeah, for sure. All right, so... Uh, Sam, a lot of conversation today about Will Levis officially being the starting quarterback. Uh, we still have tons to get to throughout the week. Uh, and me and you, we'll be doing Titan Game Day Live uh, from our homes for Titans Bucks coming up on Sunday. So get ready for that. Titan Game Day Live, the, you know, it's Levis's third start, but really the first start of, uh, of the future, right? Uh, so thanks to all of our partners uh, and friends with Titan Game Day Live this season. Uh, for what we're going to be doing on Sunday, pregame, halftime, and postgame show. Uh, Sam, are you ready for our trivia grid? Yeah, let me get a room. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's All do right, it. Let's, let's do it. At Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing our friend Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon or online at Wilson County Hyundai. It is time now for our trivia grid, Sam. 
Uh, let's get this thing rolling. There we go. Now transition. All right. You tighten it up a little bit. Here we go. Oh, all right. Okay? So we've got our nine boxes here for our trivia. Uh, so we will, I'll, I'll pick the first category and then chat. If you guys want to pick a second category, you can give your opinions on the category after the first. I'm going to start with history. Ooh. History to start. Born in Argentina and living from 1928 to 1967, this Marxist revolutionary author and guerrilla lead guerrilla leader. Guerrilla. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know why I did that. You okay. Uh, yeah, was a major figure during the Cuban Revolution. Um, Holy okay. crap! I have no idea. Argentina from 28 to 67. Uh, wow, we oh, got well, Chad. He's coming in hot here. Look at Matt and Jay and Justin. Che Guevara. Guevara. Sure. Che Sounds che great. Guevara. Hey. It is Guevara. Uh -huh. I was right. Boom. Okay, <laughs> chat. Hey, Matt, Jay, and Justin. That is a hats off performance right there. Getting it that quickly. That was fast. Very yeah, fast. That was nice. And, uh, you know, I, I've never even heard of him. And I usually uh, do pretty well at his three categories. So. All right. Uh, Jeff says he wants to go with snacks and candy next. Snacks and candy next. This brand of Frito-Lay chips comes in a yellow bag with its name on the bag in green letters and comes in flaming Hot and Spicy Queso varieties. I have an idea here. I have an idea, but it doesn't seem like it would be right. What's your idea? Is it Funyuns? Yeah, I think because it's not Cheetos. Cheetos don't have green... Letters. Yeah, Cheetos don't have green. Cheetos, Orlando says Orlando Cheetos. says Ruffles, but that's the blue bag. Funyuns is the yellow bag with the green writing. But I've I've yeah. never heard of flaming hot or spicy queso Funyuns. What the I heck? haven't either. But maybe I should. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that's that's yellow with green writing on it. Same. All right. Well, let's. Are you we'll thumbs try. up or thumbs down on Funyuns? I I don't know if I've ever even had a Funyun to be honest with you, but that chat seems to back my idea. So we're going to go with it. And it is right. Uh, I, I think I, Funyuns are something that are great in the moment, but like the aftertaste, you're just like, ah, I probably shouldn't have had those Funyuns. Literally don't know if I've ever had a Funyun. It, it freaks me out. Like, uh, I don't know. Damn, I'm kind of craving. You're, it's right like, now. it's like those veggie straw things. Like, I do love some veggie straws. They're okay. Like they're actually pretty solid. But then sometimes I'm like, why would I mix chip and vegetable? Like I'm just because gonna... it's healthier than the alternative. Oh, true. But then, yeah, I don't know. I just give me some air fried, like cool. green bean chips instead of like nasty, greasy potatoes. There are really only two chips that I can do. Number one is a good classic Frito. I love a Frito and two chat. We already know it is El Ranchero to, uh, tortilla chips i i had uh the el ranchero the uh, hey people have never been disappointed i i'm not a big chip person anymore used to be but over the weekend busy moving errands had to uh do a quick lunch and got the miss vicky's is always great the spicy pickle okay. chips 
from Miss Vicky's are insane. I take good. that back. The, the you just reminded me. The, my, I think my favorite potato chip has to be the Cape Cod. Those things. Those the Cape too. Cod, I could I could down a bunch of. All right, let's go to sports. Which sports do you want? Uh, let's go college basketball. This 6'6 Venezuelan point guard played at Maryland from 06 to 2010, was a three-time All-ACC and Consensus All-American, and the 2010 ACC Player of the Year. I do know who this is. You do? I'm. Give me a I second. Do. Venezuelan point guard from Maryland in that era? Yeah. I'm... I am losing. Ah, oh, it's. I think uh, Vasquez is what the chat's coming. Yeah, in. it's Toronto Raptor former Memphis Grizzly. As Darius points out, it is Grievous Vasquez. Man, that's a good one. That's a good pull from the chat. Love, love me some Grievous Vasquez. <coughs> Ooh. Oh my goodness! All right, uh, Sam, let's go tic tac toe with music here. All right, let's do it. What rapper broke out in the 2010 with top 10 hits such as Black and Yellow, Young, Wild, and Free, and No Sleep? Easy money. Easy money. Uh, you know what it is. Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow. Like, I'll give Chad a, catch up. Yeah, I'll give him a chance chat. here, yeah. I mean, they're going to be all uh, over it. They yeah, are. Wiz, Wiz Khalifa. Man, Wiz those were. Khalifa. Yeah. Those were, that was a fun little era. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go, celebrity mashup right here in the center. All right. Ooh, let's see what we got here. Oh, oh my. All right, I think I've got the inside. Okay, hold on. Oh man, this is ah. Uh... Is the outside like? Is that Johnny Depp on the outside? I don't think so. I feel like the outside could be like five different people. Is it is Salma I, Hayek? I middle, think right? Salma Hayek is the inside. So I think Tones is right on that. That was the name that came to mind for me. That looks like Salma Hayek on the inside for me. And I is that Johnny Depp on the outside? That could be so many people. Some people are saying Hillary Clinton, which if people are confusing Hillary Clinton and Selma Hayek, that is. No, they might be confusing Hillary Clinton and Johnny Depp here. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I Kate got, Winslet would be good too, right? Like the, I could see the inside. Oh, I could a, also see Kate Winslet there. <sighs> that might be Kate Winslet now. Now I'm in my head about that. Hugh Grant. Michael is, Douglas. Is Michael this is the Douglas hardest one we've ever had. I don't think it. I, I don't know. This is a good. I, it's good because there's a couple names that I have in my head. Winona Ryder, too. <laughs> <laughs> I might have changed my mind to that being Kate Winslet on the inside now. What about Robert Downey Jr.? Cillian Murphy? I don't think that's Cillian Murphy. That's I don't, I don't think that, that's it's not definitely it's definitely not Robert Downey Jr. I don't think. Not Matthew Perry. Not Matthew Perry. Is it Selma Hayek or is it, I I don't think it's or Selma is Hayek. it Kate Winslet? They I think I it's feel, Kate Winslet. 
I think it is too. All right, I'm going to make an executive decision here. Now, I don't think it's Sean Penn either. I'm going to say – Zoom out a little bit. I don't know who Zach Braff is at all. I've seen that comment a couple times. It could I also be Ashley Judd. Like, at the, the middle of the person – no, I don't think it's it. I don't. I don't know. I think it's got to be one of those two. David says Rose Byrne. I don't know who that is. Willem Dafoe is not bad. It's not old enough to be Willem Dafoe. All right, I'm gonna say Kate Winslet and Penelope, that could be Penelope Cruz too. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I see the facial structure looks like Kate Winslet. I'm gonna be mad if it's Salma Hayek because that was my first reaction. I'm gonna say Kate Winslet and. I think this is Johnny Depp. Okay. All right. Wrong. Both were wrong. Oh, no. Both answers were wrong. All right. We're going to have to circle back and probably double dip on it at the end. So we'll come back to it. We will come back to it. Zoom in. Damn. We need need a layup. Let's go MLB. MLB. Uh after winning his third World Series with the Giants, Pablo Sandoval signed a five-year, $95 million deal with what American League team before the 2015 season? I got it. Uh, let's see what the chat's got here. I'm very good at uh, free agency questions. I remember where dudes signed their contracts at. Red Sox. Yep. Jay, Brent, already on it with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, yeah, that is who gave pablo his big deal and it did uh it did not work out for for boston at all uh but yeah he got a big deal from the red sox all right all right where are we going TV, now tv martin sheen allison janney and rob lowe all earned emmy nominations for their roles in this nbc series political drama that ran from 99 to 06 is this west wing the newsroom it's got to be one yeah, of those it's two not newsroom then it's i think it's probably the west wing right yeah west wing david came in pretty quick yeah, West the the West Wing. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but yeah, what or we'll see how they list it. I'll just put yeah, the West Wing. There it is. Right. Boom. There we go. Like movies. Somehow I got an early two thousands TV question. I don't know. I, yeah, I this actor, part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starred in four movies released nationwide in twenty twelve, including The Cabin in the Woods, Red Dawn, Snow White, and The Huntsman. I know this because of Red Dawn. I know this because of Red Dawn. Red Dawn, the remake of Red Dawn, was a great, great remake. Uh, we're getting Kevin says Chris Hemsworth, Scott says Hemsworth, Nathaniel Hemsworth. We're getting a bunch of Thors, so yeah. that would be Chris. Hemsworth. It is Chris Hemsworth. He was in the Red Dawn remake. Uh, All right, and it was a NFL. So NFL. We and we got to circle back. Wiz and Hunt led what team to a Super Bowl in the two thousands? That's a layup. Yeah, you can go ahead and go Arizona Cardinals on this because we got to get back to this celebrity mashup. All right, we'll just... Arizona Cardinals, yes, we want to double dip. Yes, we're on this. All right, oh so I think gosh. we have to go with Selma Hayek now. No, I, I everybody's been saying Rose Byrne. I, who is Rose Byrne? I don't know, but that's what everybody is saying, that Rose Byrne has to be it. Then we've gotten some Al Pacino's. Hugh, it's a Al Pacino for that inside? It's not Jessica Alba on the inside. We're I, not going to. I Hugh Grant, Cillian Trey is very strong. All right, Ham. Let's, do it. let's do it this way. Ham, let's do it this way. Time out. Everybody in chat. Which woman do you think is on the inside? 
I think the most popular two answers are Selma Hayek and and Rose Byrne right now. I think it's Selma Hayek, but we're going to go with majority here. So just don't put any men, just put the woman right now. Rose Byrne or Selma Hayek, and we'll see. We're the the Rose Byrne answers are so confident, like a hundred percent Rose Byrne, Rose Byrne, damn it, Rose Byrne three exclamation marks, a hundred percent Rose Byrne. All right, oh gosh, I just I don't know who got, Rose Byrne. I, it looks like I agree here with where's the comment, uh, Patrick? I it looks like her eyes. It looks like her eyes to me. Selma Hayek's eyes. I don't know who Rose Byrne is though. So yeah, I think we have to go with Rose Byrne. All right. Who is the guy we want to roll with on the outside? Who is this outside here? I'm trying to do my my trick. Hang on. People are saying Jessica Alba too. What's your trick you're trying to do here, Sam? You put your thumb over the face and just kind of try and look at the Look at like, the hair. Look at the outside without. Right. We're getting Zach Braff, Cillian Murphy, John Mayer. John Mayer. Robert Downey Jr., Nick Cage. Zach no, Braff. One of those. Zach Braff is from Scrubs, right? I have no idea. We just got, we got to make a decision here. Are we going with Zach Braff or Hugh Grant? Think, now that I'm thinking Zach, now I kind of, if Zach Braff is the dude from Scrubs, then I kind of see Zach Braff. All right, well, let's do it. Why not? All right, we're going with, who are we going with? Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. And Zach Braff. And Zach Braff. Boom! Oh! Oh! Oh, that was the hardest. Rose, I can't believe we, I cannot believe we got it right. Look at the chat. What a day from the chat. Let's see what we get, can get on Rose Byrne here. Um, oh, oh, I I know who she is. I never would have thought that was her though. That doesn't really look like her to me still. I know who she is. I really thought it was Selma Hayek. I'm going to be honest. And then I saw Kate. I got Kate Winslet in my head. And I, I don't. Wow. Hey, what do I, what do I know Rose Byrne from the most? Bridesmaids, maybe. Um, I don't think so. I feel like I've watched something recently with insidious. Definitely not that one for me. This is going to drive me insane. I feel like I watched a recent movie with Rose Byrne. I am. I'm beside myself. That was a, that was one of the hardest celebrity mashups ever. And I think it's because Rose Byrne looks like so many people, so many people. (laughs) Like I, there were legitimately like four different women that I could see that face being. And every time I looked at it from that lens, I was like, yeah, that is Selma Hayek. Yeah, no, you know, that is uh, Kate Winslet. That is, so that was hey. Oh, she was in Star Wars, says Jeff. So maybe that's well, it. That's not what I don't watch Star Wars. I'm not gonna figure it out. It's gonna well, drive me insane. Shout what. out to the Jay. The chat really pulled through today, Austin. Between this one, pulling that, 
uh, and then the big get on neighbors. What, what was it? Uh, that oh the one. the yeah, it was yeah. the it was the the Che Guevara uh, was a incredibly quick pull from the chat as well. So good job, oh, man. That was tough. All right, hey, we did it though. We absolutely did it. So uh, again, once again, uh, we got Titan Game Day live coming up here on Sunday. So make sure you check that out. Uh, for me and Sam, for all of our great friends and partners, Adventure Science Center, Jarrett Fire, Chim Chimney, BetMGM, Mint Gaming Hall, mm-hmm. the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry and X-Golf. So we'll have that for Sunday for uh, Titans and Bucks. So get ready for that. Uh, but hey, we made it through that trivia. Uh, that was really brutal. Um, so we survived, though. Somehow got a perfect score again. We, That's we got right. All right. That's right. Sam, Titans on the practice field today? They are. Yep. I'll be out there practice field, uh, some locker room availability for the first time in a long time. So, uh, finally, you know, first time since last week, Tuesday that we'll have open locker room with the Titans. So. All right. You'll be out there buck live tonight for A to Z sports prime time. Make sure you like the show before you go hit that thumbs up button on Facebook and on YouTube that helps us out and makes it go a long way. So we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Thursday. Appreciate it as always.